0: Welcome to episode 4 of the Countryline Songwriters Series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top, what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learned along the way. Carrie Underwood was born in Muskogee, Oklahoma and raised alongside her two older sisters on their parents' farm in the nearby rural town of Chakoda. She began singing with her church when she was just three years old. As she got older, she had an eye on a career in broadcast journalism and as a senior, just a few credits short of her degree, Carrie auditioned for the TV talent competition American Idol. She famously went on to be crowned the 2005 season winner. The same year saw the release of her debut album Some Hearts, which featured the massive hit singles Jesus Take the Wheel and Before He Cheats. Since then, she's now gone on to become one of country music's biggest ever stars. And with the release of her fifth album, Storyteller, in 2015, I, Stuart Banford, got the chance to chat with her. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Carrie Underwood.
1: You recently celebrated a decade in country music with a Greatest Hits package. I mean, when you look back, can you believe all that you've achieved?
2: I've just been so lucky over the past 10 years to be able to um, just be a part of some really, really amazing things. Yeah, um, I'm still still surprised and humbled by um, just the stuff that I get to <laughs> get to do, the places I get to go and people I get to meet. And it's great
1: when I mean, you're living the dream.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, 56 million records sold worldwide, 21 number one singles, seven Grammy awards and the first female country artist to be named the Academy of Country Music's Entertainer of the Year twice. I mean, American Idol seems like a long time ago, right?
2: Um, you know, in some ways it does, but um in some ways it kind of feels like yesterday too. It's uh it's weird. Um I mean, 10 years isn't isn't that long mm-hmm. ago. There's just been so much stuff that's happened in between. Come on in. How are you doing? Good. What do you sing? Um, I Can't Make You Love Me. All right. Because I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something that it won't here in the dark. Okay.
0: That was very good. Who's your favorite singer? Who do you love?
2: Um, actually Martina McBride.
0: Yeah, I could hear a little bit of that, yeah. Very good. I was saying to someone the other day, I'm surprised that we haven't found a good country singer in this competition yeah. yet. I think you're very good. Thank you. I think you should stay good at what you're doing as well. Randy? Definitely. Paula? Yes. carry you're through to the next round. Welcome
3: here. to Hollywood, girl. You yeah. well know.
1: I mean, out of all your accomplishments, what is it that you're most proud of?
2: Being a member of the Grand Ole Opry is definitely something that um, is an achievement, just because it's it's so legendary in country music. I mean, that's kind of our our church, so to speak. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know. I mean, just, yeah, I I get to travel and, and play at just amazing places and meet a lot of really incredible fans and people, and it's just, it's all amazing.
1: To be inducted by Garth Brooks?
2: Right, not too shabby. No.
3: (laughs) I mean, I don't know what to say. I didn't know what to say when I got to stand here. I can't imagine what you're feeling right now. I cried like a baby the whole time. So um, this is all about you. And this is a marriage. I mean, this is tough stuff. But being around you five minutes, you get it. I know you get it. Coming from Oklahoma, I know you're sharp as a whip, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Man. And I got to tell you, I know you're going to enjoy it, but it is, you will be reigned with awards from the CMA, the ACMs, Grammys, all that stuff. Nothing will last as long or be more important than this award right here tonight. Congratulations. So if you don't mind, with all kind of honor, all kind of um, everything in my heart and soul, the newest member of the Grand Ole Opry, Miss Carrie Underwood.
1: The new album, Storyteller. Can you tell us a bit about recording this one?
2: It took us a while just to to get through everything. Um, I had a a little more time on my hands just, you know, due to having a baby and things like that. And um, so I really tried to take advantage of... um, of living with the songs and spend some extra time writing. And I recorded with a a few different producers this time instead of just one. So I really wanted to, um, to just push myself musically and get myself out of my comfort zone and, uh, and work with people that I hadn't worked with before. So, um, hopefully it paid off. I think it did. Um, I'm, I'm pretty proud of this album. And right now I'm in that zone of, I just can't wait for it to be out.
1: That's a brave thing in itself because I mean you have such a winning formula. I know the sign; it's not too different than what you've done in the past, but still, there's differences there. You're exploring different avenues.
2: Yeah, it's still me, um, but it's it's definitely lives in its own space. Um, it has its own sound, and things are kind of a bit more a bit more twangy. I felt like mm. with our last album, Blown Away, you know that was a bit more dramatic. So you scaled back the the drama, the fierceness of it, <laughs> and um, just kind of it's a little bit more laid back um, with a little more twang, but it's still it's still very fresh, I think.
1: Do you know what I love? Church bells. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's among the best stuff you've done.
2: Thank you. Um, I love a good story song. I mean, that's it's the album's called Storyteller, um, but that's something that I feel like country music does that other genres of music don't really get to do um it's just kind of part of our i don't know our heritage to have have story songs
1: I mean, the first single, Smoke Break, it's just set a record for being the largest first week radio ads in the history of country music. I mean, you're back with a bang.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it's it's been very well received, um, which is a it, it's a huge relief. It's really exciting. Um, you just spend so much time, you know, writing and recording and um, just trying to get everything right, and then you finally release something, and you're like, oh gosh, please, I hope I was right in feeling that this was great. So when when people react positively, it's just really good <laughs> reinforcement. Sure. It makes you feel good about getting a good start for sure. Said I
0: don't train-
1: You became the first country artist to headline the Apple Festival. How was that?
2: It was really great. Um, I mean, just an incredible crowd in front of me. Um, The venue, the roundhouse, was just, um, it was such a cool place to play. Mm -hmm. Um, And then occasionally during songs, it, it would flash in my head like, this is literally broadcasting everywhere <laughs> to to anybody that wants to watch it. I mean, it was just uh, an incredible feeling.
1: Do you look back on performances like that? Are you quite hard on yourself?
2: Yes, I honestly rarely look back on performances because sometimes um, if something went really well in my head, I just want to leave it there yeah. because <laughs> as soon as I watch it, I'll pick it apart. But on the opposite side, a lot of times if in my head it's bad, like, you know, I couldn't hear this and I don't know where that was and then what happened here and um, the band dropped out and uh, when I watch it back, it's better than I thought it was. <laughs> so I'll only watch it back if I think it's not good. Listen.
1: Being a radio presenter is the same thing. Some of your worst shows are really your best, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just been announced that you're going to headline uh, next year's Country to Country Festival in London, Glasgow, and Dublin.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. Just you know, being able to come back to places I've played and and you know, play in new places. I mean, it's it's just it's fun to be able to expand and um, just meet meet new fans and hopefully play an awesome show.
1: I remember you played the Waterfront Hall in Belfast two That's years right. ago. Now, I was there, and I remember a couple actually got engaged on the stage. Yeah,
2: they did. That was so sweet. We normally don't don't really do that, but um, when the guy was trying to get in contact with us, um, the story was just so sweet that we, we just had to go with it it was really we had to be a part of it it was just a a cool thing
1: when you come out of america and you're used to playing these huge stadiums when you come to somewhere like ireland are you at all anxious about how your music will be received
2: i'm always a little nervous just in that i don't know what to expect um I'm like, are they gonna know the songs? Are they not? Are they just gonna? Are they gonna be like a rowdy crowd, or are they just gonna, you know, sit back and and take it all in? And um, every time I've just been pleasantly surprised. Playing outside of the U.S., um, people show up and they're they're ready for it. You know, they know every word to everything. It's like they've went and got all my albums and, like, did their homework or something. They show up ready.
1: But you know what? This is it, Carrie. We're just so grateful that someone like yourself comes here that, you know, we're waiting for it. We're so excited, you know?
2: Well, I am equally, if not more grateful that people show up and, and seem to be excited.
1: And, of course, you and your husband, Mike, you're now proud parents to baby Isaiah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, I mean, there's a lovely dedication to, I mean, I would say both the guys in your life on the album.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people would keep asking me, oh, my gosh, like, how do you think, you know, be- becoming a mom is is changing your-, your songwriting or you as an artist? And I'm like, oh, it's not really... I'm not doing like a you know 180 and going you know completely different I'm not I'm not gonna record an album full of lullabies but yeah. inevitably you know when you're writing your life works its way in there somehow and um, both the men in my life uh, my son and my husband got got a little nod on the album <laughs>
1: There was a story a while back about Isaiah getting locked in a car with the dogs. What
2: was (laughs) that about? Um, Oh, we were at the airport. And um, like you do a thousand times, you know, you you pull up and you get out of the car and you shut the door so you can go open the trunk and get all your stuff out. So the car was running. The air conditioning was on. You know, it wasn't a hot car. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second my husband and I just both shut our doors, one of my dogs, I don't know which one it was, like jumped up on the little arm controller thingy and um, press the lock button (laughs) and then I was just like no of course nobody had an extra key we called the police immediately and they didn't seem to be too concerned (laughs) so we were just like all right after like 20 minutes I was like you know trying to entertain my son through the window (laughs) and he was fine um, laughing at me but yeah, we eventually had to break the window because we had to catch our flight.
1: <laughs> but I mean, you laugh about it now. I'm sure it was scary at the time. Yeah.
2: It, well, nothing. Like nobody was ever in any danger. It was more yeah. frustrating than anything because it was my in-laws' car, and um, it was just, uh, it was just all frustrating.
1: Do you know, it sounds like a scene from like a Ben Stiller movie, doesn't it?
2: Right. No, that's exactly what it felt like.
1: <laughs> um, do you know what I want to ask you? I mean, your faith, it's something that's always been very important to you. Mm-hmm. In the future, do you ever see yourself maybe recording a country gospel album?
2: I would love that. That's actually on my my bucket list. Um, I grew up with hymnals in church and everything being very traditional and very simple and That's kind of what I I would like to do um, just for me at some point. (laughs)
1: You've also got a fitness line out called Kalea. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I'm a busy, busy lady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's been really fun because it's like a, it's a it's a fitness lifestyle um, line. So it's, uh, everything's very comfortable and it's not just specifically meant to be worn at the gym. So I practically live in it.
1: Superb. Well, Carrie, listen, from my behalf, I mean, this is like a tick off the bucket. Let's just get in to speak oh, to you. Thank, thank you so you. much. you.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: The Countryline Songwriters Series with Carrie Underwood. More episodes from this series are available on the Countryline app and website or just search for the Countryline Songwriters Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.